Wings Things Podcast. All right, here's the plan for today's show. We're going to talk some mini golf. We're going to talk some fist ball. And we're going to talk some kickball. I do two of the three. I do kickball, which we'll talk to uh, my friend producer Dave a little later. I do f- I do not do fistball. I barely even know what it is, but it's legit. So I'll talk that in a little bit. Uh, Carl Barth's in here. Mr. Mini Golf is what you can call him. Uh, and we're going to talk mini golf, obviously. So we're in the same league mm-hmm. right now, the Musa MUSA Mini Golf League. I got in it four years ago. When when did you get in it? I started last year. So okay, okay. And I tied for co-champion my first year. So yeah, you know what happened? I was wire to wire. Uh huh. And then I choked at Mulligans and Racine. Yeah, that that's a good course and it's a tough one. It turns out the I think I was one over par. Apparently the record is par. No one's ever scored under par. That there. is a really tough course. Yeah. And I had a hard time, and then Carl is the champion. But uh, you deserved it, so congratulations. And you've kind of taken over yeah, this yeah. year. Uh, I mean, Dan uh, Glass from Musa, he wanted to explore some other sports leagues, so I believe he wanted to do start up a soccer league in Milwaukee. Hmm. Um, and he's like, man, that you know, I started my website for a mini golf, and uh, – he basically said, hey, would you want to take this over for me? And I, I jumped on that opportunity because anything I can do with mini golf is uh, is something I'd like to do. So, Okay, let's talk about that. How did mini golf become something that you like so much to the point where you're Mr. Mini Golf? Sure, yeah. MrMiniGolf.com, so, too. Well, MiniGolfReviews.com. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah you got it. Mr. Mini golf on Twitter, mm-hmm. MiniGolfReviews.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where did this love come from? Sure, so... Um, you know, as a kid, my favorite activity was to go play mini golf. Um, if it was my, uh, time to choose something to do, I mean, that's always what I would pick to the point where my siblings were like, really, we're going again. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, I always liked doing that. And, uh, I was lucky that, uh, growing up in Illinois, uh, we were relatively close to one of the best courses in the country. Uh, parking in Lincolnshire, Illinois. Okay. And that's actually the one that I am posting about uh, or have been posting about the last few weeks and going into the next couple of weeks. Uh, uh, on on my site, I post a different hole every day. Uh, so you can kind of see what's it, what's it all about. Uh, I, I give some tips too, like, you know, how to really do the best shot. And um, I try to keep it in bite-sized pieces, right? Because I mean, I can read for hours on mini golf, sure. but you know, the average reader is not really going to want to do that. They want to see some visuals. Um, I do have some video clips out there and then, um, you know, just a bite size portion of like, okay, this is the hole. This is, you know, best routes, that kind of stuff. Do you like real golf? Yeah. I'm, or I should I, say, I, I, I do. I do. I shouldn't um, say mini golf's not real golf. But... I do. I'm not very good, but I, I guess I can hold my own. But you've so you've been doing mini golf since ever, forever. and you say mini golf now putt putt. Well, so that's that's the thing that's kind of interesting. I'm not changing the league name because it's the 15th year, yeah, and it's you know that's what it's been going by. But putt putt is actually a corporation. It's a it's a franchise. Oh, like Kleenex. Yeah, it's a franchise of mini golf. I mean, miniature golf, mini golf is really like you know the category, and then it's got tons of different names. I mean, you got carpet golf, you got um, crazy golf, adventure golf, goofy golf. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many different names that you that they have for it, and it's just 
and a lot of it's based on region. So wherever you go in the country might have a different name for it. I've always liked it too. I, I, I don't know why. I just always have. Uh, senior year of high school, I grew up in Fond du Lac, about an hour north from Milwaukee. And there was this place called Putt and Stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like a airport hangar turned into oh, that's cool. uh, pizza on one side. And then mm-hmm. really just there's nothing extravagant about any of the holes. Mm-hmm. But there was a starting spot and there was a tin. So it was 18 holes. So I it, thought. It, and it was indoor? Yeah, it was indoor. Yeah. So we did it in the winter. I thought, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a league. Right. I got 18 people from school to do this league. And we did, uh, I think we did just roto scoring, you're on your own, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like what we do. Mm-hmm. And then there was so much interest in it. We did it again. We did a fall and then we did a winter and we got 36 people. Wow. And we did yeah. teams of three and you'd come up with your own team and you'd battle each week and i had this website on GeoCities, and the second week of the league we show up there on wednesday night because they had it was five bucks to golf but if you had more than eight people it was two so right, we would bring everybody sure. yeah. as part of our group oh they closed so i had this great league i had this great website and it closed we did one time in the summer then do like a tour of wisconsin where mm-hmm. me and a couple buddies did that, and I've always wanted something again like that. So then, four years ago, I was on Twitter, and uh, I saw one of the Musa tweets. Hey, great first outing, first week. I said, Well, I don't know. I tweeted at him. What is this? Get me in. And then we've been doing it uh, ever since. I think this is our fourth year. So how did you discover it? Then you just looked it up. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I'd pretty much just gotten my website uh, kicked off. Um, I hadn't really gone live with it yet, so this was back in April of last year. Um, I was like, man, there's got to be something mini golf related for Milwaukee. I mean, yeah. there's, there's about 10 courses or so in the area, uh, depending how far out you go. But I was like, man, how great would it be to do a league? So I was thinking, all right, let's take a look, see what I can find. And Musa was the only one that had done that. So I was like, oh, I got to get in on this, you know, uh, uh, and for prizes, I mean, who doesn't want to win stuff too, you know? So it really made it enticing to, to want to join. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. I played every week and and ended up winning, which made it even a little bit more fun. <laughs> I, I don't know necessarily if, if 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 we're at a tie for, you know, at end of this season, it's not going to end in a tie. There's going to be a definitive winner for sure. Because you saw you tied last year? Yeah. Okay. So I ended up coming back from fourth place beating out you, one other guy, and then tying for first on that last course, which was, like, you know, really hard. So I, I was quite impressed that I had that comeback. It might have been – was it my friend Joey? Yeah, Joey. Yeah. Joey, yeah. Joey's not in this year because uh, it, it started with five of us. And then one had a kid, moved to Racine. Another had a kid, <laughs> moved. And then the other guy's in a bowling league now, I think, on – Oh, changed sports. Yeah, oh, I know. That's terrible. the worst. So it's it's my brother and I that have been doing it um, for the last few years. So yeah, we love it. It's, it's mini golf. It's like eight courses around the city. Um, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, are they? Would you think that these are good courses? Some are better than others. Yeah, but- I mean, I kind of ranked it uh, based on my favorites. So the first one we played, uh, T Air in Brookfield, that's definitely my favorite course. I mean. It, there's not really a lot of novelty into it. Like when people think of mini golf, they think, you know, windmills, clowns, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's nothing really like that there. There's just a good mix of easier holes and very difficult ones. 
So, I mean, everyone scores really well there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's getting to that point where it's like, man, can you score under 40? Can you score under 35? Can you even get under 30? Like, that's really impressive to do. So, um, I mean, that's that's definitely my favorite in the area. Uh, and then the Swing Time German Time, which is the one we played last week. Um, I mean, that that one's just, again, it's got a lot of different I variety. I like that one. I really like that one. And, and it, that one feels more like the the classic mini golf again there's still not really like your windmill type obstacles but it's still got your your kind of classic type holes you got the ones that follow the curve you got your uh tiered level holes you got uh, some pipe play in there so you know you hit that skill shot and man you're either in the hole or you're you're very close i feel like uh, a good course should there should be at some point you should be walking up a stairs yeah Yep. At some point. Yeah, you got to have some elevation in there. Right. And then there should be water, too. Yeah. Well, especially for an outside course. And if so, you can play the water. Of, yeah, that's always fun. Through and, the drain. And usually and usually those water ones, I mean, you get really close to the hole-in-one, or you do get the hole-in-one, and yeah. it's usually better than, you know, playing on the carpet and trying yeah. to line up a shot that way. Um, and it's, it's interesting uh, talking about the elevation, though, because, I mean, a lot of the indoor courses – they have no elevation. So, I mean, that's why you see a lot of, uh, you know, the glow, glow in the dark ones or, or some kind of catch in there that has to draw people in. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I think that's one of the challenges with having the indoor ones is you need, you need that thing that will draw people in. But I mean, for Wisconsin being in the Milwaukee area, we have the only thing we have for indoor mini golf is where we're having our end of season party at nine below. And that is I mean it's more about being the bar atmosphere than it is the mini golf, but I mean it does fill that void. But there ne- I think there needs to be something else. There used to be uh, an indoor glow golf in Hartford, but that one closed down. It was right next to the mine shaft. If you know okay, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So now there's really nothing in that. In the I've vicinity. not been to Nine Below yet. You have? You're gonna you're gonna like it. I'm, That's fun. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I've probably been there half a dozen times or so. Uh, Don't you like build your own course? Yeah, you you build your own. Um, that's good and bad, right? So it brings out your creative side, but then it is a bar too, so people are drinking and uh, not necessarily thinking the best for design. I mean, typically, you know, a, uh, a hole would be like a par three, four. Uh, I mean, last time I was there, I think they had a par nine. <laughs> and 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 that's and that's because you're creating your own. I mean, you're designing completely. They have this room uh, that has a bunch of different obstacles in there. It's kind of a, a free for all brawl. I mean, I don't think there's been any deaths or or any incarcerations or anything like that. But um, you just <laughs> grab what you what you can and you design a hole from that. But uh, some people design not thinking to complete it. Just like how crazy can we make this? And sometimes that's a little frustrating, right? Because you still want to be able to do it. Yeah. So a lot of the times, a lot of people put way too much into it, and sometimes a simple one with a an interesting twist is really the way to go there. See, I would like you would think there'd be one good indoor, well, or something. Well, that's actually I think probably one of my earliest memories of mini golf was there was this place in uh, Roselle, Illinois. Uh, it was called the Four Seasons. It was uh, run by this old guy. Uh, it was like next to like a bank and things like that. And it just, each hole was designed after like a landmark in the U S. So like, um, there was this big 
fiberglass concrete uh cowboy that was probably 15 feet tall and his uh metal stirrups would open and close okay and that's what like the skill shot there they had a rep club mount rushmore um i just remember this big stuffed uh buffalo and for some reason they decided to put a motor inside of it and the tail would whip back and forth so there's this big taxidermy buffalo and the tail would move and probably the, one of the best parts too was that the last hole was like a, a river boat and the paddle wheel would spin around and depending on where you hit it into the paddle wheel you could win a free game and you know lights and sirens would go off and it was really exciting do your mini golf skills translate to the real golf course um because some, when i go to the putt when i go to the real golf course and i line up a putt and i miss like i'm mad i think that i should have superhuman skills because of mini golf it should translate to putting uh, actually, I think probably mini golf might have hurt me a little bit because usually I'm playing like banks and yeah. and a bit more extreme lies. So, um, you know, on the golf course, sometimes I'm like, okay, I know on a mini golf course, I'm probably going to have to, you know, go a little left or right. And nope, I should have just hit straight dead on. Yeah. And then reading greens is way different yeah, than yeah, for sure. playing the bank. That's mm-hmm. for sure. So would you ever, I mean, at some point in your life, you're going to own a mini golf course, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the dream. I mean, that's that's the goal in the next five years is to have one course here in the Milwaukee area. I'm thinking, you know, like Mequon, Cedarburg, Grafton area, somewhere along there, because that's it's very uh, sparse there, not only for mini golf, because there's only one course in Cedarburg, but just general entertainment type things. I, I mean, the only thing I can think of out there in that area other than going to like the festivals and fairs is like this, the, the movie theater. There's yeah. Not, I live the, on the East side of Milwaukee. So I wish there was something kind of more where I didn't have to go to Waukesha or mm-hmm. where I didn't have to go out to Brookfield mm-hmm. to mini golf. That'd be cool to have you like already pre-designed it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this notebook I have here has all, it's called the master plan. Yeah, It definitely has the master plan in there. So I'm just working on trying to, you know, figure out, how to finance this and uh, get it going because I think indoor needs to be the first part. I'd like to do an indoor and outdoor course, but indoor really needs to be the first part because with Wisconsin, our season, our yeah. out, outside season is so short. So starting with the indoor one definitely can drum up more people coming to the course and then, um, you know, expand to outside afterwards. Cause when it is outside season, everybody wants to be outside. Sure, it is. It is definitely very nice to live in Wisconsin, but man, the 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 you know the four to potentially eight months out of the year, right? We're not going to be outside. So if you can afford it, there'll be two retractable roofs: Miller Park and your <laughs> sure, right your mini golf course. Right. Yeah. Do you think mini golf is a good first date? I have mixed opinions on this. Yeah, I mean, it depends, right? So because I the one time I took a girl. <laughs> She beat there you. was no second date. It's just did, I don't, did she beat you? Nah, I don't remember. Or did you beat her and then she got mad? I don't remember. I just know there was never a second date and she never talked to me again. Her name is Catherine. Well, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like a movie theater date, right? Uh, you know, they say maybe that's not the best first date because you're not interacting the whole time. You're watching the movie. Yeah, movies a bad first right. date. Right. I mean, and if. And if the movie isn't a good one, then they associate that with you, and then yeah. no, no second date, right? But it's it should be something fun, easy, and exciting, and I think mini golf has that. I think you know mini golf is for people of all ages, all races, all genders. You, I mean, there's really no reason not to play mini golf. 
I just with the first day part of it, my my thing with first dates is I don't think there should be there shouldn't be a set ending. Sure. Yeah. There, like a first date should be a walk or a picnic. Yeah, have some continuation to it. Yeah, if if there's a set ending, but most things that people would do have a movie set ending, mini golf mm-hmm. set ending, bowling set ending, mini Sure. So that's yeah. why I and maybe the one bad experience. But it was a good date. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got your mini golf, and then you get ice cream. Yeah. Even if you win or lose, right? So if you win, oh, you're a winner. You get your treat. And if if some and if you lose, you're like, oh, let's get some ice cream because yeah. I'm feeling bad, right? There you go batting cages, depending on on where you are. Mm-hmm. I uh, the league that we're in, the scores seem to be better than they were last year. Yeah, I mean, I th- I feel like uh, at least for the first two courses, we've pretty much people have either been uh, on par or better for the most part. I mean, it's probably in thirds. It's probably a third is definitely kicking everybody's butt. Uh, the other third, uh, the second third is on par, and then uh, that last third is they're in it for just the fun. <laughs> do you bring your own putter? I do. I actually have I'd... one made yeah. at, from the Golf Expo this year. I can't do it. Well, for me, since I have a business, I can write that off as a business expense. Getting oh. the putter and and you know, and it was it was actually a really good post for me. It's one of my higher um, viewed posts. For my website, so, and it's definitely unique. I mean, it's 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 a wooden putter with different woods in it. It's double sided, so you can hit left or right. And then I had a gold trophy golf ball inlaid in the head oh, nice. of the club. So, I'd like using the the house putters. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends though, because those rubber ones, yeah. man, sometimes those can get a bit wonky. But the the metal ones are cool. But a lot of courses don't like using the metal ones because. Uh, people either damage the course or damage the putters with those that clack them on the ground and break up the concrete. Yeah, I've thrown plenty of (laughs) mini golf. What is the what's the official scoring if the ball comes in the cup and then comes out? Well, I think it shouldn't count if it's not in there and sitting in there. It's it's not it's not good. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had one like that yet. But again, it also depends on the course too. So. Um, some courses definitely use very shallow cups and some use very deep ones. So um, you just got to kind of no- notice that when you're playing and, and take that into account. I mean, I played with ones that had less than a half inch depth to them. And I don't think, I don't know if necessarily if that's legal play, but I mean, I've seen plenty of golf balls bounce out at a course like that. While some have real deep ones and you can, basically chip that ball in there and it's yeah. not going anywhere. I feel like I used to see the mini golf championships on TV and I don't anymore. Yeah. I think they were kind of big, uh, in the early nineties, <clears throat> but again, early nineties, that's when I was born. So, um, didn't really get to see that, but I have watched them on YouTube. It's, it's pretty interesting. And those are definitely putt, putt, uh, oh, okay. putt, putt rounds because the, the, the signature, I guess, thing with putt, putt is, Every hole should be able to be made a hole-in-one on. And you can see that at some of the courses that we play during the league that you're like, yeah, there's no way I'm getting a hole-in-one on this other than having a to chip the ball over something. Like, we'll be playing at this one uh, called Hellman's Driving Range in mm-hmm. uh, Menominee Falls, and that one's just really, really difficult. But, again, 
if you can figure out the right angles and the right shots, you'll definitely kick everybody's butt on that one. Do you like that the that a hole should be made to get a hole in one where it's possible? I think it. I think everyone should should have that opportunity. I feel like if if it if it's not possible, it's like well, then what what grand achievement are you trying to get on that hole? Just not. Well, I mean, golf bogey, par five, right? right. You can't get a hole in one on a par five unless you can. You're... You can, uh, yeah. And that's actually uh, not too many of those have been recorded, but that's actually called a condor. A hole in one on a par five, yeah. Or a hole in two on a par six, which there are very few of those. A par six, yeah. And I, I, in my notes here, I was uh, looking at to see what that classifies for in regular golf, and that's uh, six hundred and ninety-one yards or more. Yeah, you've got a manifesto in front of you. Yeah. What's yeah. in there? Your designs. I got designs, I got information, um, business plans, all that. So um, I keep track of, you know, who in the league is getting lotto tickets for their hole-in-ones. I have one. Yeah. I didn't win. You didn't win? Oh, that's no. too bad. I didn't win. It was a hey, bummer. you have one more hole-in-one than your brother. I do. Speaking of you and your brother, you're beating him by one stroke right now. I know, but where are we in the pack? Like the middle? Yeah, you're about middle. God, that see, I... Last year at this time, we were in the f- top five. Yeah, I'm tied for second right now. Are there a lot of new people? Um, I'd say it's probably half and half. Probably. Uh, they must have found out about us. Well, I've I definitely been trying to broadcast about the league a bit more. I mean, we got that uh, airtime on CBS 58. Uh, speaking of that, uh, you, I think you had an interview in that too. And that airs on I Sunday. Did, yeah. That airs on Sunday at 7 a.m. <laughs> Get your mini golf fix early in the morning. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, that's that's cool. That's cool. Uh, so I think it's musasports.com slash putt-putt, but you have it all on your website now. Yep, yep. Hosting too. it on there, yep. And that's uh, minigolfreviews.com. Yep. .com. And you can check that out for how many courses do you think you have up there? Oh, at this point? Oh, I haven't really, really thought about actually how many entire courses because – I kind of changed my format because uh, it was taking so long to write, you know, everything for each course. And so I changed to the, the whole a day so then I could have more content to yeah. share on a regular basis. And I hadn't really seen uh, any of my colleagues in the in the field do that kind of thing. So I thought, I'll, I'll make this my own thing. Are you getting a lot of traction? Um, Yeah. I mean, my best month so far was last month. Um and the month prior, I mean, I'm I'm growing, but we'll have to see, you know, after this first year, how that's doing. It's it's really more of a couple things on why I got the website started. One, I wanted an outlet to share mini golf with people. Um, two, I can't get started with my own course just yet. You know, I'm just getting started. I'm getting married 100 days from today, actually. And she misses mini golf. She well, she has got her shirt too. It says future Mrs. Minigolf. Oh, okay. But she she will be Mrs. Minigolf. <laughs> yeah. And um and also to kind of archive mini golf as a sport. So um yeah, there's the courses that you can easily find, right? So the Prairieville and Waukesha, you see it right off the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, but how many people know about the swing time in Waukesha, which is pretty close by, but I mean, it's or not, to find T air. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that it's, it's like on the outskirts, right? So off Gumina Road. <laughs> how do you even? You gotta take the right right turn to get on it, and then there's and then a, the construction. Yeah. yeah. So it's to archive those because unfortunately, a lot of the older courses that were family run businesses. I mean, 
they're they're starting to close like either the kids don't want to own the business anymore or the the owners pass away um it's 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 really unfortunate because it's, again it's something that's fun for people to do but if people can't keep up with it maintenance is like my biggest pet peeve it's like you're running a business but you're not producing a product that you're proud of so eventually it's gonna shut down because other people are either gonna take care of the course really well or other courses are gonna open up or something with some new innovation which that's like what I want to do I want to I want to I can't make a classic course right because I, ha I haven't had the course around for 20 plus years so I need to come up with something new and I think that's why uh, nine below is is killing it right now because they're a completely different concept they're you know they're east side of, down of downtown so they got the crowds and all that yeah. and they're right by uh, UWM uh, Milwaukee so they got the college kids there and then it's a kind of a, it's a new concept so create your own course so every time you go in there it's at least a little bit different experience and uh, they're actually at Summerfest right now oh uh, doing a hole in one contest and if you get a hole in one you get uh, front row uh, tickets to the Miller stage dang so, and they've been doing that every day for the for all of Summerfest so I mean good stuff they're definitely pushing themselves in the right direction. Well, open up that course as soon as you can so I have somewhere to go. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Mr. Minigolf, minigolfreviews.com. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem. So from a sport I play in minigolf to a sport I know nothing about, but uh, Keith Schweda joins us here on the Winks Things podcast. Keith is with Milwaukee Fistball, and I met Keith. It was at a U.S. Open thing, I think, uh, last year. The trophy was going around somewhere. Yeah, when the trophy was at the uh, Lexus dealership on Silver Spring there. Yeah, and you told me about Fistball, and I said, I want to have you on a podcast someday, and then it took me a year to get the podcast going. But, Keith, it's like our ninth or tenth episode. You were actually the first guest I booked, so we can finally have you on here. And you're with Fistball. Now, I was telling uh, Baby Tausch here about Fistball, and immediately his mind goes to the gutter, okay? So of course. So tell us, what what is Fistball? I, I barely know. What is Fistball? Well, you're like uh, everybody else in America then, Bart. We've never heard of it. <laughs> uh, it's hugely popular in uh, Europe and South America. Um, very similar to volleyball. Volleyball was actually created from Fistball. So Fistball precedes volleyball by a long shot. Uh, same concept, you get three hits to return the ball to the other team and try to score a point, but you can only use one arm instead of two for defense and setting, and you strike with a closed fist instead of an open hand like volleyball. Just that alone, I think that would be hard to... Yeah, it takes a while to get the touch, you know, since you, you don't have two arms, you only got one. Because you, you can make a fist, but it's got to be fully closed. Is there a way to restrict that, or you just, you just got to close your fist? Yeah, you just got to close your fist. Uh, what we do with all the new kids is we tell them, pretend you're holding a $100 bill in your hand. <laughs> do not let it go, you know? But, yeah, so a uh, big grass field, 50 meters by 20 meters, which is a quarter of a soccer field. Soccer field's 100 by 40. And there are five men or women on each side, so it's a lot of ground to cover for five people. And the main differences between volleyball and fistball, like I said, you can only use one arm, and the ball can bounce once in between each hit. So if you can imagine volleyball, but backing up and letting the ball bounce first before you play it. So how did you find out about this? And how, how I'm just, I just have, I have so many questions. I got to try to figure out where to go I'm here. Sure you do. All right, we'll try to get to them all. How did, how did you find out about fistball specifically? Um, I was kind of born into it. I grew up in Germantown. Our club is in Jackson, just north of Germantown. 
And uh, my friends, or my parents' friends all played. And their parents actually helped found the club back in the late 50s, I believe. So fistball has been played in uh, Wisconsin for quite a while. And so I grew up hearing about, you know, I played all the regular sports. I played baseball, football, basketball, tennis. But uh, they kept bugging me about fistball for all these years. And finally, I went out and played when I was about 19. I first started playing and fell in love with it immediately. It's so much fun to play. Just as much fun to watch as well. So yeah. who who are you who are you playing against? Is it at like are you traveling? Because I don't hear of a fistball league, or do you go to Chicago? Do you go internationally? Do you just go to a bar? When you've got a fistball team, there's a club in Milwaukee. Who are you playing against? Uh, we ha- we play against our other club teams here in Wisconsin. We have the Wisconsin Fistball Association is our league. There's uh, currently four men's teams and three women's teams. So, yeah, we play teams locally for our regular club season. We also uh, compete against the other clubs from the East Coast in uh, tournaments every once in a while. That would be the uh, Swim and Sport Club in Roxbury, New Jersey, and the Phoenix Fistball Club in Philadelphia. Is there like a national team where you could play in the Olympics, or is there an international competition of some kind? I also play for Team USA. Uh, We've been to three world championships, which are, yeah, it's it's such a blast. Those are every four years, just like the FIFA World Cup. And where where have you gone for that? Let's see. 2007, we were in Germany, uh, centered in Oldenburg, Germany. 2011 was Linz, Austria. And then 2015 was down in Argentina. How did you guys do in those? Oh, man. Uh, We've progressively gotten better in each tournament. Uh, We finished, (laughs) (laughs) finished 11th back in 2007. We finished 9th in 2011. And then we made the quarterfinals but lost in the first round in 2015. So we took eighth place. When you show up for Team USA, do these other countries take you seriously? Uh, they're starting to. That's you know that's our main goal, to earn respect internationally. But yeah, um, most of the really good teams they play their second and third string players against us, and they still whoop our butts. Oh man, that's tough. Yeah, I'm just like the the World Cup. England crushes Panama. You know, so I'm thinking a little similar to that. You're there, but you know, they kind of. Yeah. We're, uh, we're more just a bump in the road than an For actual now. Uh, roadblock. For now. For now. For now, exactly. So yeah, That's one of our goals with Milwaukee Fistball Club is to uh, tap into all them young kids down there in Milwaukee and get some athletes on the team. So I don't know if you can answer this. I don't even know if there's a way to, but how do I not know of fistball before I ran into you in a, in a parking lot? Oh, man, I, that's, that is a tough question to answer. Um, it's really just a matter of exposure right now. You know, and the name doesn't help. You know, the first thing people think of <laughs> when they hear fistball is uh, not safe for work material. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're. I mean, you're right. Although it should just be like fistball. It's, handball is handball. Everyone can figure that out. Football yep. is football. Everyone can figure that out. But then fistball, you're like, whoa, what are you yeah. talking about there? <laughs> Pump the brakes there, slugger. Yeah. So it's very similar to volleyball. There's how many of you uh, make up these clubs? I mean, how? Because you you were born into it, which uh, I don't know. I seems to be the only way at this point until you guys start to expand. Yeah, right, right. So um, we have like I said, there's four teams of about six or seven players each in our club. 
but we're trying we're trying to gain more exposure. We're doing a bunch of events. When do you guys play? Is it a summer sport or spring, fall? Yeah, we have uh, we play for two months in the summer. We play every Sunday in June and August. We take July off because it just gets too damn hot. Yeah. And then so we have four uh, regular season dates and then a tournament each month. Okay. So we're recording June here, and then you guys have August coming up. Uh, what's after that? Just uh, an off season till next year? Yeah, we uh, we train all winter long indoors, and we also have a few indoor tournaments. But uh, we'll we'll be getting into our Team USA training cycle pretty hardcore here coming up after the season. The next World Championships are in Switzerland next summer. Oh, okay. Now, are you? Do you have to qualify for that, or are you guys in, or what's the process there? Yeah, we are in. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the process is for qualifying. Um, you just have to meet certain criteria, which it's not that hard. Is there like an age limit with you guys? Uh, no, there's no limit, but they do have a master's league. So once you get uh, the shelf life of football players is probably similar to like football. Once you start to get into your 30s, you're a little over the hill, which is where I'm getting to right now. Do you have one more championship in you, though? Basically, yep. Oh, uh, yeah. No, no, that makes sense. How? Uh, what's a website and stuff where people can find more? Uh, there's multiple websites. You have uh, ifa-fistball.com, which is the, the IFA is the International Fistball Association. That's the governing body of international fistball goings-on. And then uh, MKE has their own website. That would be mkefistball.com. Uh, the Wisconsin Fistball Association and Milwaukee Fistball Club have Facebook pages. Yeah, there's plenty of plenty of resources to look up. Uh, there's a ton of good videos on YouTube as well. So I'd encourage anybody who's still wondering what the heck fistball is, go check out some videos. <laughs> because I met you in the parking lot, I, you know, I don't know, and hopefully, you know, this will be a good avenue for at least one person to find out more about it. But just all these, there's all these. I don't want to say quirky or weird, although I'm talking mini golf and kickball today. But you know, <laughs> you, you know what those are. I mean, you've heard of them. You've heard of Ultimate Frisbee, you've heard of the I fistball, I just you completely blew my mind when you were trying to tell me for the first time what it is. I mean it makes sense. There's a good history to it. It's just I'd never come across it. Yeah, well that's because you're a normal human being. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird to me too, because it's such a fun sport to play. But yeah, it's really popular in Europe and South America. Maybe that's why Americans have an aversion to it, because it's just something new. You know, it's not football, it's not baseball, it's not yep. basketball. Well, interesting stuff, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, this is this will be like the parking lot way to get a, at least some more people interested and see what you guys are about. Uh, I can't join you in Switzerland next year, but good luck. Ah, bummer. In that. And we'll have to talk to you as that gets closer, too. We'll maybe get you on the air and stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Um, First of all, I have a bone to pick with kickball players. Yeah, uh, okay. They take up all the damn parking spots on my block every <laughs> night of the week. You Pulaski Field kickball players, you know who you are. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, that happens. Yeah, we have uh, we have several events coming up to uh, allow people a chance to come and see it. Um, I have Fat Daddy's, the volleyball bar I play at, down on 2nd and National. They're taking their bar bus, the Fatmobile, up to catch the finals of our USA tournament. That'd be August 18th and 19th. So they're taking a busload of people up from the bar. 
Uh, bus is sponsored with drinks and alcohol on the way up and back. Plenty of beer available for purchase at the park, so that's an opportunity to come check it out. And then we're also doing a little event at German Fest this year on the in the sports arena. We're just going to do a little demonstration because space is kind of limited. That's another great opportunity to come check it out and you know get a better idea of what it's all about. Yeah, cool. A couple of opportunities. Make sure you take advantage. Uh, Keith, I appreciate it, man. Nice to talk with you again. Yeah, thank you so much, Bart. Thanks for the opportunity, man. Uh, mini golf, fist ball. Talk to producer Dave. Friend of the pod. Big friend of the pod. Big friend of the pod. I don't know how I feel about pod. The cast. Friend of the cast. Yeah. No, but see, cast has so many other like meanings. You know, there's a cast of a play. You wear a cast. The cast system. Dave. Dave's with 99 won the mix. So I see him in the hall. I go, hey, Dave, you want a pod today? And I say, pot it up, man. Let's pot it up, bro. Isn't that, isn't that stupid? <laughs> Dave, yeah. you want a pod? It's like, it makes me think of the pod people. Or like, the, you know, those moving companies. Is that one that has like pods? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Get with the times, Bart. You must never move. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> uh, Dave plays kickball. We've never been in the same league. We've play, I play with Brewtown Rec. Which I play with also, but we're on different days always. Yeah, and we were talking to uh, about Putt-Putt with Musa, Midwest Unconventional Sports Association. They have their kickball too, but I've always I've always done it with Brewtown Rec, and uh, I think we actually might be done. We, really? We've been playing kickball for about four years, spring and fall, and our team this year, babies were born, and people moved, and we started having these randos. To me, I didn't know who they were. And it just the the team just really disintegrated. One time we went to a game, we didn't have a we didn't have enough girls. There was a rugby girls team practicing. We made her play with us for two innings. Oh, we, she was our best player. We like rarely had enough girls, honestly, but we would just play with the person down and uh still dominate. But see that's the difference between my my team and your team. You're a couple of years older than me. You're starting families. My friends, we're not starting families or anything yet, so I ain't starting this, no family. This is all we look you're not, but people on your team clearly were, right? There's babies were born and things Yeah, happened. yeah. And then they'd come to the game and it's like, oh, jeez. Right, and us, you know, this is like, we look forward to it every Wednesday night. We knew we were playing kickball and, like, no matter what, rain or shine, we were going to show up. We had so many games get rained out this season, and then we still showed up anyways. They wanted us to play in snow one week. We played literally one game. There was There was no... Like, possible way to really run without falling. The puddles, like, we moved the plate back. We moved the mound back. The bases weren't even where the bases were supposed to go. It's like, why are we playing? This isn't fun. Didn't you go play at Hellfair? We did for the championship, but we lost. Our first loss in a year. It was uh, embarrassing, unfortunately, at Hellfair. In front of all of our fans at night with the lights. and What was that like? It was fun. I played at Hellfair once before as a kid for, like, Little League. We did a Little League kind of tournament there. But playing as an adult, doing kickball and not like baseball, there it was fun. It like it gave us a cool environment, especially for all of us who weren't athletes in high school and stuff. There's a lot to be said for that. One time in, uh, I ran track. I ran the two mile. Wow, good for you. I don't know if I can make it two miles. All our meets were at like four o'clock, but then one time we had the county meet. All the schools in the county, and uh, my race was like the last race. So by the time I was racing, it was under the lights. And it like it was the best race I've ever had because it was a different environment. The adrenaline was pumping. Yeah, just for the lights. So, That'd be cool. I wish our team didn't suck. We didn't win a game this year. <laughs> so, which I, our team normally, Dave, is four and four, first round of the playoff win, second round loss. 
every year. But this year we were 0-8. So this was this was our third season in the league. And the first year, we were not very good the first season. We we didn't really know the rules of the kickball. We didn't see we didn't realize so many people bunt in kickball. Yeah, yeah you shouldn't bunt in kickball. Gosh. Especially if you're up 10 nothing. Right? And then you like no one's sprinting. What's the team I hate? What's the team everyone hates? Uh, Vandalay Industries. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know names of teams. There's a team that goes and plays professionally. What? Or they go to like tournaments all over the. Uh... God damn it, Chuck! What? Every time I'm doing a podcast lately, Freeman comes in. Why do you swear? Swear words are fun. I'm trying to do a podcast with Dave. If I want to do it with you, I would have asked for you to guest. come on. Do you ever just... play kickball? In grade school at our father's Lutheran. Yeah. Hey. 1979. See, and I didn't even do the, the courtesy of turning your mic on. <laughs> yeah, 1979, I played kickball. Well, good, MVP. good to see you, Steiny. Good What's to see going you, Chuck. On? Well, what I, I'm glad you're here because what I did just want well, to say to you. just called me a name. You just said GD. Well, yeah. We didn't hear it, though, because we didn't turn your mic on. Because any time that we're in here, <laughs> the, the last three times I've recorded a podcast, Chuck just walks in. Why not? I can't wait to hear this podcast. <laughs> Radar. 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 Come on. Radar. <laughs> Does anybody listen to these things anyway? I don't think so. I hope so. This some is, do. No, some right do. Okay. Maybe like 10 people. Okay. The street cred just went up that I'm on the show here. So what's oh, going yeah. on? Okay. So what I since you're in here, I wanted to ask you because Dave and I play kickball as adults. Yeah. And a lot of times our listeners will use that against me yeah. as a way to call me like that. I'm not a real man. Yeah. Even though these losers are playing softball four nights a week. Because they think they're 18 That's a again. real man sport, softball. Yeah. It's a real man sport. I, used to play, like, I weigh 400 weight. pounds and play first base. I play <laughs> softball. But you're out there running and playing kickball. Yeah. But you're not as much as a man of me because you use your feet. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Uh, kickball? Kickball's for kids, isn't it? Kickball's for... Okay, co-ed. Relaxed. Okay, if you want to play some co-ed with the wife or the girlfriend, That's okay. what we do. This league is co-ed. Yeah, then that's fine. I mean, if, so, so if, I, here's the thing is, maybe if you Chuck like to do, to be on your team. If, if you like to do something, no, I'm, no. I'm horrible at kickball. <laughs> I was always, I'm not good at kickball. I'm not good at kicking. Kicking is not, I'm good at sports, but kicking is not something I'm very good at. Self-proclaimed good at sports over here. Yeah. You know who told me to talk to you, Chuck? Who? Dick West. Oh, Dick West. I always, you know, I always call him Dick West. I always call him Dick West. Because <laughs> uh, so Chuck from Fondy or played yeah. softball there. He told me, he said, man, the way Chuck would behave, I had to tell him once, don't you know you're on the radio? How's that? What did I do? Because I guess you got so mad and like threw bats. Oh, yeah. That's just passion. Okay. Was Act that, that way whenever you want, Chuck. Well, I think I threw my club on the golf course yesterday, so. Well, like Dick it. doesn't think that's becoming of someone who is on the radio. Oh, that's too bad. Did you, did, you, did you ask Dick about how I beat his son, who was a star running back from Fond du Lac High School, oh. and me was an old man, beat him in a running race? You're bringing family into this now, Chuck? Gosh, what did, what did you blow. ask that? No, how I went. Did you ask him that? Beat him in a running race, Bart. I forgot that came up. I okay, did not. Well, I would have brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Dick. Dick's always got a chip on his shoulder. but he, yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about him. Talk about something you else. come in here when we're busy. You're going to well, talk about what we want to talk guy about. Who's, Saying like I threw a bat or two. So Chuck, let me ask you then: If you are watching a kickball game since you don't play, since you're bad at kicking, yeah, how would you feel if someone bunted? Uh, I didn't realize you could bunt and kick. Exactly. Oh yeah, it's a exactly. real douche move. I didn't realize biggest you could. D move. Why? why? Why would they bunt? Why would you kickball? You want because no one's going to like charge and throw you out. It's like walking in softball. Can you walk in kickball? Yes. 
You can, can walk, and people take. Do people take Why? walks? People really? take walks. What's the purpose? Idiots. You're there for an activity. Exactly. There's like, a team that practices. They do tournaments all over the country, and then they do a warm-up line. We had to wait and delay a game once because they had to do a warm-up line, and we wanted to go home. We were going to get killed by them. Warm-up line. So kick? Yeah. Oh, geez. And we're like, can we hurry up? We want to go home. They're like, what, do you want to watch Thursday night football? Yes, No, I want to go home. I don't want to lose to you 15 to nothing and just delay the inevitable. Just beat us and let me go home. That's the confidence Is that like part. taking batting practice in softball? Yeah, but like delaying the game for 10 minutes because you haven't got your swings in. Well, no. It says 7 o'clock. You start at 7. Exactly. exactly. See? You guys wanted, you guys both hate it. Well, not Stein, but you, Bart, didn't want me to come in. and uh, We're all on the same page. How about that? We're all friends. Look at that. Friendly friendly trio right here. I did. I did. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> this is your podcast. I'm following your lead. <laughs> well, you clearly had something to say. You came in here. Well, I was going to. Here's what I was going to ask you about. I was going to ask you about our producer Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what about him? Good guy, good guy. Yeah, well, we, you, you and I gave Rhodes a task. At least I did, and you agreed. I said, "We're well, Rhodes. You give us one big guest a week." And I don't know if he took me seriously, or if he's going to do it. And I was going to ask you. I was like serious. I'm serious. Okay. I can I can be your guest. Well, this we week. were joking about it, but I was actually serious about it. Why don't you get us a guest, Dave? You're a producer. Because I worry about getting guests for my own show and yeah. well, handling stuff for my own show. I'd like this to get one um, big guest a week. And I was giving that guest to our producer, Cody Rhodes, but I don't know. I don't know if he thought it was serious or he was blowing over it or whatever. Define big. What does big guest well, mean? I don't mean, because he said Alex Rodriguez. I don't mean A-Rod. Okay. Uh, we're talking about, oh, get me... Give me a, like a Frank Thomas. Frank, no, not even Frank Thomas. The big hurt. Don't He's doing those commercials, man. Dan Plesac would be nice. Plesac. Dan Plesac would be nice. The MLB Network. What about Oscar Robertson? Who's the GM that always comes on? Dan O'Dowd. Dan O'Dowd. Okay, we'll get him. I'm a mid-level guest. I Eric guess. Burns. He's on TV. Yes. Give me somebody. Yeah, I want to get get us somebody like that. I like the. I think right now through the summer months we get somebody like that. Otherwise, they gave Rhodes one task. Get Telly Hughes. He's on. TV. He's all bucks now. Who? Oh. Telly Hughes. I mean, I love Telly. He's not doing Brewers anymore? No. He's an employee of the Bucks. Oh. And we can't get Sophia because she's locked in. She does an exclusive right deal. Yeah. Which is so dumb. But wow. she never was on our station before that. Yeah, but I just wish she would be. Um, I just wish these people wouldn't do exclusive rights deals in Milwaukee. <laughs> but that's the way they're going to get Big more money. Big city, baby. We, we're exclusive to our station. No, we get Cohen's bouncing around other stations. No, 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 no. I mean, guys... You and I on the oh, air, yeah, we but, can't do it. But the, <laughs> the report, our guests. Oh, I suppose. Well, but I mean, they're but they're getting extra money. See, I think like Cohen, if he's going to sign, if he's going to be our exclusive guy, he shouldn't be on other radio stations. Oh, he's not our exclusive guy. Okay, well, he should be. If we're gonna, if he's gonna be our. You, you gotta get Cody to write up a contract first before he goes and gets guests, and then show them that contract every time they're gonna come on air with you and be like, "Here's the contract." Of well, no, we what? don't want to pay anyone. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's gonna say on the contract, "We're not paying you, and this is not exclusive." So come join us. All you gotta do is drop an email to a guy and just say, "Hey, like all." Yeah, but in Augie, writing Augie, a contract, Augie, Augie, it's easy. Come on our show. Yes. What time do you want me? Eight o'clock. Perfect. Call me on my cell. So you going on a date? No, to be on our show. <laughs> be on our show. You know, we just text these. I just text these people. 
Come on our show. That's Techno- all Cody Technology these days, Email. man. Email is really easy. You know, back in the old days when you had to get a guest on, you'd, you'd go to... What do you laugh? What do you, what do you, what do you, I'm not doing anything. I'm loving, I'm loving learning this from okay, you. This, this, is, this nice. is old radio stuff for me. I'm loving it. Well, it's this I'm new to radio. You, when, when you had to get, when you want to get, let's say you want to get a, a, a big time guest. Let's say from somebody entertainment tonight, you'd have to fax them a request on the fax, and you had to letterhead. find their number in the phone book first. You have to find the fax number and the, the publicist. Oh, fax is a request, and you would never hear back from them. It's like same with ESPN or anybody else, MLB Network, get a fax request. But now through email, somehow that works. When are you going to start a podcast, Chuck? I think you've got a lot to say that we don't cover on the Um, air. What should we call it? Freaky Frames. Freaky Frames. No, I don't know. I feel like I've... I feel like anytime I walk in here on your podcast, you guys treat me like an intruder. On the podcast. I'm like an intruder. Because you walk by the studio, yeah. your face lights up like a smile I never see you from see here. You see us on air, and you're like, get me in there, get me in <laughs> no, there. because I just thought a four-hour show. I really did come here to talk to him about, Bart, about, you know, getting a major guest once a week. For our producer could do it for us. See, but you saw we were on air, so clearly you wanted to say this I don't on the podcast. I don't even look at that, because sometimes well, that on-air work like works, and sometimes it doesn't. So. Trust the light. Trust well, the light, Chuck. I thanks, Dave. Yeah. No, 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 no. Continue on. No, this is, we're done. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the end of our podcast. It. No. You finish yeah, it no, off we're us. done. You guys go like hours on these podcasts. This is uh, the final segment of an hour podcast. Okay. Did you get what you wanted accomplished? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Also, we covered mini golf. I had a mini golf guest mm-hmm. and fistball. You ever hear of fistball? In 15 minutes since we've been off the air? Uh, well, I recorded this. Radio secrets, I recorded Chuck. this portion before <laughs> oh, the other two, okay, but on. I laid them out separately. <laughs> if, if you must know, <laughs> no, I, the podcast. I'm thinking about doing a brewer podcast. Yeah, you said that. I'm thinking about doing it, but you know, it, it'd have to be doing a podcast after games on Friday and Saturday nights too, which it's a lot of know, work. I don't know where I'm going to be on a Friday or Saturday night. Stein. Oh, raging. Be, so you can skip. Be. I I haven't done a podcast in three weeks. But, I, but if I'm hey, do I haven't done one in like a month. I got to record one today. I think if you're going to do one, a Brewer one, you got to do one every night after every game. There's 162 games in the year. That's a lot. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, people uh, will understand. The the key is just don't set rules for yourself. Don't say, don't say this is a daily Brewers podcast and yeah. then not Our do it daily. Our friend Eric does a Bucks one, and he does one after every game. He does, yeah. So... I figure for Brewers, if you're going to do it, do it every, every game. So If you're going to do it, do it good. Do it good. Well, thanks to all my guests. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, Especially Chuck. Definitely Stiney. go join a kickball league if you're out there listening. It's, it's fun stuff. Stiney, have you been on a Summerfest at all? Yeah, I went to Summerfest. I went one day. I'll go again maybe another day. I went that really hot day when it was like well, that was 100 like, yeah, degrees. The, 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 you then narrow it down to like six of them so far. It's exactly. been hot every day down there. It, it was like. a Saturday. You can pick pick the Saturday that you thought I was there. I went to go there. see uh, Def Leppard and Journey. You've heard of him? Mm-hmm. Um, Journey is not the same without Steve Perry. I know he's been away from the group for 30 years, but Steve this is the first time Perry. I've seen Journey without Steve Perry. And this guy sounded like him, but as I told Bart earlier on my show, our show, um, I wasn't buying what he was selling. Well, that's not good. So I think if a group, now listen to this, if, I think if a, if a group, if a lead singer goes, leaves, group should disband. But what about like Queen goes on tour with Paul Rogers and no. they love that? No, everyone He's, loves Paul Rogers. Yes, but Freddie's gone. He's dead. It's unfortunately, very true. This, so it's not the same. You're gonna see the movie. You're gonna go watch the Queen movie when it comes I, out. I don't. I, I might. But Bart, are you? You're oh, still am room, I still recording you're, this? You're the only you're band. The room. All right, the only band. Talk to you guys uh, another time. The Wings Things podcast uh, on the fan.